Welcome to the Refugee Voices of Sangrila. I'm your host, Shiraz. Today, I'm going to share or talk about the happiness paradigm or philosophy in Bhutan, uh, which they call Gross National Happiness, GNH. Since the early 1990s, the Bhutanese high-level delegation persistently traveling around the world and telling the world that Bhutan is a happy nation. However, in the World Happiness Index, Bhutan ranked just 95th out of 156 countries in the most recent edition of the United Nations Research. Likewise, 97th in 2018, same in 2017, and 84th in 2016. United States ranked 14th in 2018. I think by now Bhutan may have discovered that perception does not always equal reality. This segment would be about happiness, why Bhutan is traveling around the world and talking about this so-called happiness, soft power, and some of the anomalies underneath this glossy happiness philosophy. Uh, my intention is not to mock or make Bhutan look bad actor, but my pure intention is to talk about the bad thing that's going on in Bhutan so that Bhutan will bring out some policies, procedures to correct it. I will be talking about citizenship rights and its consequences or impacts to minority population. The other you know, issue would be religious freedom. Um, likewise, Bhutanese refugees issue, Tsampa cultural and language exclusion and LGBT rights. Talking about the citizenship rights, in early 1990s, most of the Lotsampas were excluded from citizenship rights. To clearly understand the citizenship problem in Bhutan, we need to go back to 1958. So the 1958 Citizenship Act gave citizenship rights to people living in Bhutan. But coming to 1977 and 85, the government of Bhutan changed some of the provisions that gave citizenship rights to Lutsampa. And then the 1985 census or, or the citizenship act implemented, you know, one people, one nation policy and did census uh, in southern six districts where Lutsampa used to live. Um, that census denationalized thousands and hundreds and thousands of Lutsampa population in the early 1990s. So they were expelled uh, when the government uh, did not, when the census team did not find the 1958 land tax receipts. They did have the Bhutanese citizenship card that was provided by the government, but they uh, did not accept citizenship card as evidence of the Bhutanese nationality or Bhutanese citizen. So they were uh, given, you know, 10 days, 15 days time to leave the country. So they become refugee. So the other issue here is some the relatives uh, or family members choose to stay in Bhutan. So the recent report from Human Rights Watch wrote that about 82,000, you know, Lotsampa are, you know, non-nationals or they do not have citizenship rights in Bhutan. They are still living in Bhutan, but a government made them non-nationals or not Bhutanese citizen because they are part of their family members left Bhutan during the uprising in the 1990s. So they are still stateless in their own country. 
other you know citizenship problem is the constitution of Bhutan recognizes that both the parents need to be Bhutanese citizen for their children to be Bhutanese citizen. So it says, uh, it says the constitution of Bhutan, Article 6, citizenship 1 says a person, both of whose parents are citizens of Bhutan, shall be a natural born citizen of Bhutan. So if one parent of mom or dad, mom usually is foreign born and their children would not be considered as Bhutanese citizens. So they have to uh, wait for years and years and, and they don't get scholarship or uh, school admission when uh, they are not considered a Bhutanese citizen. The other problem is they do not get to travel even within Bhutan without NOC, non-objection certificate, which they get it from police station. And when police do their investigation and one of the parents is not a Bhutanese citizen, they would not get that NOC certificate to travel even within Bhutan, let alone getting a passport to travel international. So now let's talk about the Bhutanese refugee crisis. So you know, as, as I you know, shared, there was an uprising in 1990s uh, or suppression from the government of Bhutan to uh, you know against the ethnic minority Lhotsampa population in Bhutan due to you know the government force more than 100,000 Bhutanese bona fide citizen left Bhutan uh, under the duress from the government. So uh, since 1990s, they have been living as as refugee in Nepal. But currently, around 112,000 have resettled around the world. But, but there are still around 8,000 to 10,000 Buddhist refugees still in refugee camp in Nepal, waiting to go back to their country. Tan has been claiming that told that they were uh, from Nepal or uh, from India. However, there was a joint verification done to one of the refugees. Uh, refugee camps in Nepal. So joint verification team from Nepal and Bhutan, they verified about around 12,000 to 14,000 Bhutanese refugees and the result was more than 75% of those uh, verified were able to provide documentary evidences that they were Bhutanese citizens and Bhutan failed what they have been claiming. So they uh, left and never returned to to verify other refugees. About the statelessness or stateless people in Bhutan, the United States of America noted that Bhutan's most recent census categorized over 14% of its population as non-national residents, including people who effectively lost their nationality through legal changes over the past 20 years. So legal changes here means the changes of citizenship rights, the citizenship act in 1977-1985. So because of these changes or amendment uh, that Bhutan implemented the stricter policies to obtain citizenship by, especially by Lhotsampa population. Poland also noted that in the ethnic Nepalese or Lhotsampa suffer discriminatory legislation and practices of exclusion, including in acquiring citizenship and was alarmed at the effects of children who risk becoming or are stateless in Bhutan. Now let's talk about LGBT rights in Bhutan. You know, you may think or the, you may be thinking that Bhutan, you know, as its happy uh, country, LGBT rights uh, are well respected and they are equal member of the society, which is which is not true in Bhutan. Bhutan's penal code 
includes a provision derived from British colonial authorities punishing sexual conduct against the order of nature with up to one year in prison. So it, it criminalizes the unnatural sex. Uh, well, there have been no you know, non-prosecutions under the law. Provisions like this one curtail the rights and freedoms of lesbian, bisexual, gay, and transgender people, subjecting their intimate lives to unwarranted scrutiny. So they are discriminated by law. They are not considered as part of the Bhutanese society. So now let's talk about how free society is Bhutan. Uh, whether the dissenting voice or the people who do not believe what the government or king uh, are doing, whether they are allowed to speak against uh, like government and the king. UNESCO noted that defamation and libel were criminal offenses under Articles 317 and 320 of the Penal Code. Under Articles 319 and 321, those offenses carried a punishment of fines and a maximum of three years of imprisonment. So there are other uh, such acts or the provisions like National Security Act. Uh, this act particularly forbade uh, people criticizing king, country, and the people. In Jonghai, it's called Chawasum. So nobody is allowed to talk against king, country, and the people if they are doing illegal or activities that are not suited or encouraging other people to participate uh, in the political process or democracy. Now let's talk about the religious rights in Bhutan. So mainly there are uh, three religions in Bhutan, uh, Hindu, Buddhist, and Christianity. Um, you know, there are hundreds and thousands of uh, Buddhist organizations, religious organizations in Bhutan, and they get registration uh, from the government of Bhutan. However, there are restrictions for those uh, that do not nurture the heritage of Bhutan, that is, Buddhist heritage. So there are only few, one or two religious, uh, Hindu religious organizations in Bhutan, and, and there is no Christian organizations in Bhutan. Uh, it's because the constitution of Bhutan forbade or discourages in a registration of uh, Christian organizations and Hindu organizations in Bhutan. There are reports that says that there are more than 25,000 Christian uh, in Bhutan, but they do not have single church erected in Bhutan because they are not allowed. So uh, we also hear, you know, the report that when they die, when the Christian die in Bhutan, they do not get burial land in Bhutan. So for their last rituals, they need to go to India. So this is uh, what's happening, what's going on in Bhutan. And I, uh, I believe that because of this discrimination against belief, their faith, those people uh, are not happy. Maximilian Morch writes in The Diplomat, quote, Bhutan is the world's biggest creator of refugees per by per capita. In one fell soup in the 1990s, the country expelled the Lhotshampa, an ethnic group with its origins in Nepal, which made up one-sixth of Bhutan's population to preserve its unique national identity. He further writes, under the One Nation, One People policy, the government placed cultural and linguistic restrictions upon the Lhotshampa from replacing Nepali as a classroom language with Jonka to forcing all citizens to follow the national dress code of the Triglam Namja. 
Nepalese naturally resented having to be forced to wear the dress of the Nalong majority instead of their own traditional dress. According to one human rights report, in the 1990s, the Bhutanese clamped down hard on political activities or efforts for reform. The call for democracy and respect for human rights was termed as an act of treason and an anti-national movement. This is a report from the first universal periodic review of Bhutan. This is what's going on in Bhutan and what happened in 1990s to Ulsampa population in the southern part of Bhutan. So this is what's going on and uh, if, if Bhutan thinks that by doing all of these things uh, Bhutan is still a happy nation and traveling around the world saying that it's a happy nation, I don't know what to say. But as international organization or independent researchers, they need to dig deeper into why Bhutan is traveling around the world with this you know gross national happiness talking points whereas uh, hundreds of thousands of people inside Bhutan are uh, you know looking for uh, international support for their rights people who were expelled in 1990s they are now uh, living in you know United States and other Western countries but they're part of their family members uh, parents brothers and sisters and children they are still back in Bhutan and even though they are the United States citizens or from other countries, Bhutan would not allow a visa to enter Bhutan to meet their loved ones. So they have been separated since 1990s, so it's almost more than 30 years now. Um, so that's that's the predicament that, that's going on in Bhutan and I think uh, this is one of the main hurdles, uh, hurdles why Bhutan is not a happy nation. But I will, I will leave it to you to decide whether Bhutan is happiness or not. Would like to leave you a question. Why Bhutan is traveling around the world even though Bhutan is 97th or 98th um, in International Happiness Index and in why not Scandinavian countries like Norway, Denmark, they are not traveling around the world talking about the happiness, claiming that they are the happiest country on earth. Why they are not doing so? So that Bhutan is trying to hide something uh, from the international state. It, it does need some digging into the basics of why Bhutan is doing so. So this is it for uh, this episode. I will uh, come back to you next week with, with something different issues or aspects related to Bhutan. Thank you for listening. This is your host, Suraj Budathoki. Thank you.